I was very turned off by Grant. I was like, this is not the guy we're gonna partner with. This guy is crazy. And then I found Elena. I was like, oh, this is a badass woman who understands her value, who understands her role. I get mean comments all the time. I tried to just like brush it off, whatever. Does it ever affect you? And if so, what do you do? I work harder than 99% of people. And so when somebody on the internet decides to waste their time hating on me, it makes me sad for them. I get these kinds of messages, so I can't imagine that you don't. You're only here because your husband was here. Take takes away all of your validation because you work with your husband or because your husband is successful. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Shannon. And we are two women here sharing inspiring stories about fearless females to help encourage you to live your life unapologetically. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. Today on the show, we have Natalie Dawson, who is an entrepreneur and co-founder of Cardone Ventures. She also wrote a best-selling book called Teamwork and is Y'all, this woman, if you look at her Instagram, always looks like she literally just stepped off a runway. I have no idea how she manages to look perfect like every day while she runs this business. Natalie, welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. Thank you for having me. I do not look put together all the time, but some of the time I, I can pull it together. Well, um, we think you look beautiful. We're literally looking at your um, Instagram and we're like, God, like, I wonder where she gets her clothes and her outfits and her makeup. Like everything Everything looks so good. Do you have a glam team? Because I know we our last guest did. So I'm assuming maybe you also have one. I don't have a dedicated glam team, but I do have a handful of people that do my hair and makeup probably once a week, maybe okay. twice a week. That's awesome. I think it's important that we talk about that because a lot of times women are like, how do these people look like this? And it's because we have professionals that come in and literally make us look like this. 100%. And it's ridiculous how much they charge. I just have to say that. Like, I <laughs> cannot believe the going rate for getting your hair and makeup done. I, that's something that I have to kind of like not conceal from my husband because we don't conceal things, but maybe I just like don't make it super obvious. Uh, <laughs> well, I think but they do amazing job. Natalie, do you live in South Florida? Yes. Yeah, I'm in Boca and it's the same way. I feel like the price for things in South Florida are like three times more than they are other areas because we're in Scottsdale now and getting my hair and makeup done is like a third of the price and the woman's fabulous as opposed to like doing it in Boca. So I'm thinking it's the area we live in. So I'm also in Scottsdale. I go between Miami and Scottsdale. So oh. next time we do this in person. <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so as we were looking through all the information about you, we're like, there are so many things in here. Like, this woman is literally just going to have to break down for us what she does because it sounds like you literally run the show. So we want to know all about the team building that you uh, do training for and what you do at Cardone Ventures and how all that came about, actually, because as you know, that's in a unique arrangement that's really cool and lots of people would love to have. Yes, it definitely is. Well, I have to be honest, I started my career with not really having clarity around what I wanted to do. And I work alongside my husband. My husband is 25 years older than me. So when we started working together and then started dating almost a decade ago, nobody took me seriously. I didn't have any experience. They probably shouldn't have taken me very seriously because I didn't have any experience. And so it took me about four or five years to figure out how do I add value and what are his strengths and what are his weaknesses. And then I kind of figured out how I could help him so we could create this business together. And that's what we did in 2019. We looked at all these social media influencers who were doing cool things online. And we had helped business owners in very specific industries prior to working alongside Grant and Elena Cardone. But we had always dreamed of being able to do this across all industries and being able to impact 
larger groups of business owners, not just the specific ones we were working with. And so when we found Grant and Elena Cardone online at first, I was very turned off by Grant. I was like, this is not the guy we're going to partner with. This guy is crazy. And then I found Elena. I was like, oh, this is a badass woman who understands her value, who understands her role, and was such an example for me to really step into the strengths that I knew I had, but kind of felt apologetic for and maybe uncertain of. And so that launched in 2019. And ever since then, we had zero employees then. Now we have over 250 across our organizations. And I've been responsible for hiring them, finding them, training them, onboarding them, and getting them aligned with the growth that we've experienced and created. And so what exactly does Cardone Ventures do? We help business owners grow and scale who are doing at least a million dollars of annual revenue or more. So we will help with human resources, professional development, marketing, sales, operations. We have events, but then we also invest capital in businesses that fit our uh, our manifesto for the types of businesses that we're looking to partner with. That's awesome. And so one of the first things that come to mind for you is with your social media account, I get these kinds of messages, so I can't imagine that you don't. So when the people are messaging you things like you're only here because your husband was here or like, you know, thinking that you didn't get where you are because of your things that you know or the work that you've put in and it takes away all of your validation because you work with your husband or because your husband is successful. How does that make you feel and how do you respond to that? And for other, because even, um, I've been a business owner for over a decade and I got married about a year ago. And when I would post on social media, anything about my husband, they're like, oh, you never said you had a rich husband. I'm like, that's because I had a business for a decade before I got married. But like our culture like takes away all of women's validation just because they have a husband. Yeah, it's so true. And my reality on this is I did marry a wealthy man who already had so much experience and I can't I can't devalue what he brings to the table just because I want to feel better about myself. And early on, I tried to do that. I tried to be like smarter or try to like one up him and be in competition with him because I was so desperately seeking for people to see my value and what my contribution was. And what I just kind of came to understand about myself is it really motivates me to have people who are rooting against me. So those mm-hmm. comments that I get, I actually save them. I have this little screenshot section in my phone of all the people <laughs> who just say nasty things. And I remind myself of that during moments where I don't feel like it, moments when I don't want to. And it, it actually fuels me instead of makes me doubt or question myself because at the end of the day, I do know what my work ethic is. I do know what my values are. I do know what my ethics are and what I bring to the table. And so just because somebody else doesn't see that, the people around me all do. And the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, the the my bank account is handsomely benefited from the skill set and the value that I contribute. So who is Joe Schmo on the internet to tell me that I don't have value. I know what the value is and I can actually directly see it in numbers. I love that about you. I was telling Heather, um, we were chatting about you on the way here and uh, to the studio. And I said, you know, like people probably look at her and her husband and think, oh, you know, she got this because of her husband or whatever. But then I was like, you know, she could be like out with her girlfriends on a yacht somewhere, just like, you know, buying fancy clothes and doing all these things, but she wanted to be in the business and help contribute. And like, she doesn't have to like, so to me, I was like, 
I respect that. Like, I think that's so cool. Like, good for you. And also, we should Thank name you. your um, your screenshots on your phone because I want to do that now too. <laughs> we need a name for that. Do it. It's really helpful. And I think about that often too. You know, people just don't understand what other people's struggles are. And it makes me more appreciative of other people in my life or people that I might accidentally judge. Uh, but I don't know what their life circumstances are. And I do know that I could be on a yacht somewhere or I do know that I don't have to work a day in my life moving forward. But I'm passionate about helping people and I'm, I work harder than most people work but most people are never gonna give me credit to, for what I do do. But does that really matter that I need credit? Like, who do I need credit from? I need credit for myself. I know how I show up. I know the impact that I make. And that's the validation that I'm seeking when those comments or like those bedtime thoughts happen of like, oh, everyone's always gonna contribute or attribute my success to my husband. It's like, I know what my success is attributed to and I know who I've become in order to create what I have and I feel good about that. And in reality, they would be sending you mean hateful comments if Either you were way. also on a yacht with all exactly. of your friends. They would still be mean 100%. comments. It's so true. So They're how do you deal either. with the trolls? I mean, you told us a lot, You they fuel you. Um, but I know for me, like I get mean comments all the time, like all the time. Mm -hmm. And I try to just like brush it off, whatever. But I feel like, do you ever, does it ever affect you? And if so, what do you do? It really doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I look at it and you know, there are partial truths to things. If somebody says that I'm only where I'm at because of my husband, I don't know where I would be without my husband. That's not a bad thing to be where I'm at because two people decided to create something together. Now, when they're really nasty, again, the screenshot of just, I wake up before anybody else that I know, maybe my brother. My brother has actually started waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Oh my I don't know gosh. what on earth he's doing at 3.30 in the morning, but that's his new discipline. But I wake up before everybody else. I work harder than 99% of people. And so when somebody on the internet decides to waste their time hating on me, it actually, it makes me sad for them that they, that a complete stranger is spending their time being nasty about me. And I can use that. So one of my tips, I guess, on this would be, how do you use that as a way to start a conversation with other people? Like I will repost people who say nasty things about me and it makes those people who are sharing it and kind of secretly wanting to see me have a downfall that I know probably talk more about whatever it is that we're doing, which is ultimately gonna benefit our business because you know, your haters are the people that grow things in your business the most. It's the people who are talking about you and, and negative about you that they're so obsessed with having those conversations that they're actually promoting your brand because if you're successful and you're really helping people and you're really doing really great things, they, they actually don't have anything to fight you on. Like, great, talk about Cardone Ventures and talk about how horrible we are because I can show you thousands of people that we help and if anybody is actually interested in researching this, they would find that too and they're likely gonna end up doing business with us. So it just benefits, I look at it as at the end of the day, it benefits me no matter what. Your mindset is so healthy, I love it. Thank you, I've worked hard on it, but because those moments used to bother me, but they just, again, I use my screenshots and they don't bother me, they don't bother me anymore. <clears throat> so I know I was watching one of your videos a while ago and it was so inspiring and like so relatable on so many levels. You were talking about, I think it was like a pair of like very expensive leather pants that you had bought. Do you remember that? Can you share that? Um, because I feel like that was really inspiring and I just love the story so much. 
Yes. So I was with this group of women who were very wealthy, and I was not wealthy at the time, but my husband was wealthy. Or I, I'm sorry, he wasn't my husband yet. He was my boyfriend. And we walked into the store with all of these women who were spending, you know, thousands of dollars on clothing. And I decided to try on this pair of leather pants. And at the time, like, I was buying all of my clothes on sale. I was making about $55,000 a year. And I walk into the dressing room to try these pants on. And I walk out, and they're like, oh, you have to buy them. You have to get them. Like, get the pants. And, you know, they're all hyping me up. And I go back in the dressing room and see that they are $800. I'm like, who spends $800 on a pair of pants? <laughs> But I'm like working my way through like, okay, how do I not embarrass myself? So I bought the pants thinking that I could return them the next day. And because they were leather and some like specialty item, the store wouldn't let me return them. So I had to, I came home crying to Brandon. It was like, I just spent $800 on these pants. He's like, why are you doing spending $800 on these pants? It was very embarrassing, but it also just taught me so much about myself that am I really willing to compromise my financial ness I don't know a better way to say it my like I, I couldn't afford $800 who am I trying to impress by buying $800 pair of pants like I, I don't need to impress those people and um, still today I, I have those pants and <laughs> it's like we need to picture those pants I know I love that <laughs> that's so cool also I noticed you were saying like your wardrobe like you wear a lot of like black and can you tell us like the, your um, idea behind that or like why you do that Yes, I made a decision four years ago to only buy black clothes because I spend 80% of my time living out of a suitcase. And when you're living out of a suitcase, when you're, I'm, I'm a matchy-matchy kind of girl. Like if my purse is pink, my shoes are gonna be pink too. And if my shirt's blue, then the accessories has to be, have to be blue. I'm not good at matching things. I don't really know that much about fashion. So I decided to start wearing all black because my decision-making process essentially goes to zero. Everything in my closet matches. It all goes together. And so it's efficient. And I also like that it's sleek. And I don't know anybody who doesn't look sophisticated and put together in black. So it's kind of become my thing. You know, my, my nails are black. My house is black everything's black yeah it's like your signature look it's very classic yeah. yeah and I feel like all like the most successful people all had some sort of like a uniform right like Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day and if you like looked at his closet it was like all the same stuff and decision fatigue is like a real thing especially when you're making so many decisions a day so it just kind of helps like really set your day to just kind of already know what you're going to wear and it's so true. I swear like half my suitcase space is taken up with shoes because the shoes have to go with the stuff. It's genius. Exactly. And then my husband and I like to match. We're, that, we're those people. I hate to say that. It's a little cringy that we're those people. But so if I was going to wear a pink outfit, it takes him even longer than I take to pack. So he's trying to find his like pink suit with the pink pocket hanky and the pink shoes. And so there is just so much inefficiency through wearing color that now we just both only wear black. I love it. So I have a question for you. Is there ever, when you go on and you do podcasts or you do interviews, is there ever a question that you want to be asked that you haven't yet? That's a really good question. I mean, that there, that would be a really good question. Uh, let me think on that, and I'll, I'll be able to come up with something. Off the top of my head, no, I feel like podcasters these days are really well pre prepared to ask great questions or to come at things from a different angle, but I'm sure there's something. I'll think of something. Okay. Um, I guess another uh, question I would have for you is there, I, I know you put like so much of yourself 
out there um, on social media. And I love that you do that. I mean, our, our podcast is called Unapologetically Me because we feel like we want to share things that most people are scared to talk about. Um, because for one, I feel like it helps so many people um, that maybe are too scared to speak up to it, even to their own family or friends. Is there anything that you would like to share that maybe you haven't? You know, I would say in general, I think of myself in one lane, which is how do I help the business owner? And so when I'm creating content and I pull out my phone, most people see me in my office surroundings or on a stage because that's who I think I'm talking to. And what I've recently realized is nobody really has a backseat into what life looks like from seven o'clock at night until 8 a.m. in the morning and just like things that I struggle with and things that I'm working on in self-development and so I'm trying to as of honestly the last week or two just really actually take people behind the scenes on that side of my life. Um, I would probably say what I haven't shared before I view myself as an open book but I'm sure there are things that I haven't talked about before more so like the the conversation that you guys were touching on earlier about being a woman in business but having the assumption of I'm with my husband because he's wealthy and I don't talk about that much and I also don't talk about the fact that five years ago I couldn't have even had a conversation like this because I was so uncertain of myself and sometimes even today I look at my life and I have all of these things that I dreamt of and like really wanted and actively tried to become this person that could be invited on a podcast like this. Um, but even today, sometimes I'm like nervous to share insecurities in fear of people looking at those insecurities as if they're still real to me today or as if I could go back to being the person that I used to be. Even though it, it's not it's not real, but in my head that is something that it makes sharing and opening up difficult. And I, I just recognized this very recently that what if somebody, if I told them that I was making $55,000 a year five years ago, they're gonna think, oh, she's not very smart or she's not very competent or she doesn't really add that much value. Even though that was five whole years ago and it's not really real, those are still thoughts that I have and then I have to fight off those limited beliefs about what, who I am and how I can contribute. What's well, that textbook um, imposter syndrome, right? Especially since, um, like you said, it's been five years, but some, to some situations five years a long time ago, but five years also isn't that long ago, right? Mm -hmm. So in some ways you are newly um, empowering this woman that you've become and you are becoming the full version of that. That takes time and there's, there's no shame in that. There's so many women who would love to transition from the situation you were talking about into the role that you're in now. So how did you do that? Like, that's not something a lot of people are capable of. Yeah. And in five years to go from that to where you are now, like that's inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Um, I think I was so insecure about where I was at five years ago that the work required, I recognized that I needed to fail as quickly as possible. And when you have business partners like Grant and Elena Cardone, who I couldn't speak in front of people. I was terrified of public speaking five years ago, but I would be flying. I'll never forget, we flew to Australia in the first six months of our partnership together. And I'm sitting in the, the front row and Grant, Elena and Brandon are all answering questions and it dawned on me, like, 
I'm a participant, but I don't actually have a role in this event. I had to fly here too. I'm physically spending my time here, but I have nothing to contribute on that stage. And if you were to put me alongside them, I wouldn't be able to answer articulately and like, what's my lane? So I really had to figure out where I was going to get stats. And for anybody who is listening to this podcast and maybe they do feel imposter syndrome or have self-doubt, the greatest thing that I could bestow upon you would be, how do you get stats in an area that nobody can take away from you? So from that point, I didn't have stats. There was nothing that I could say, oh, I've hired this many people, or I've been married for this many years, or I have this successful track record. None of that existed. So I had to create that. And for the first two and a half years of Cardone Ventures, all I did was recruit people, train people, onboard people to where now my stats are. I've hired, trained, and fired thousands of people. And I can duplicate that and have duplicated that across tens of thousands of business owners to where now I have confidence in myself, not in everything, but in the things that I actually have stats and no one can take those stats away from me. And I've carved my lane out to where now my event that used to be like the silly thing on the side is actually the thing that's driving the most um, new business for us, which if you would have told me that five years ago, I'd be like, little old me has that impact on this business? turns out turns out I do I love that Natalie thank you so much for being so open and honest and vulnerable with us today we really appreciate you taking the time to be on our podcast thank you for having me I appreciate you guys and is there anywhere or where can everyone find you yes I'm at Natalie Dawson on Instagram I'm probably most active there but I do love the TikTok uh, at Natalie Dawson as well awesome well thank you so much Natalie and we will talk soon Bye. Sounds great. Bye, guys.